0: Welcome to Two Guys One Sidewalk. I'm Shane and I'm Keith. Welcome to episode number nine. Fine at nine. Episode nine.
1: We really appreciate everybody yes. tuning in. Hope you're finding us on YouTube, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, Amazon Podcast. We're we're everywhere you can find. Spotify. Spotify. We're everywhere you can find your podcast,
0: and we hope you're enjoying. It. Glad to have you back.
1: Let's talk a little real talk, Keith. What, what we got going on?
0: Well, you know, of course this weekend was Easter. The one the one Sunday it seems like you everybody goes out to eat on at twelve thirty on a Sunday afternoon. So if you're not in a restaurant by twelve thirty, you're waiting till two thirty to eat. So we yesterday my family and I, we actually waited till five o'clock to go eat. So the restaurants were pretty Where'd y'all cool. go? We went to Walkongs. Very nice. Well we spent
1: the weekend kind of birthday getaway for me and my wife kind of a Date weekend, we went and met some friends that live in Rockwall and went over to Windstar Casino on Friday. And then Saturday, just kind of hung around their house. And then my buddy has a plane, and him and my wife went flying around DFW and Rockwall and McKinney, did a touch-and-go at McKinney Airport. So she was she was super excited about uh, being on a plane. Well, you said your wife
0: and your friend. Where were you at?
1: Yeah, I, I didn't go. <laughs> Why is that? I, I, I'm one of those guys that I'll get on a plane – Preferably a jet plane. I'll get on a plane if I'm going from here to there, you know, I have to, but when they start talking about getting on a propeller plane and riding around and doing circles and loop de loops,
0: I'm loop-de-loop at the house. Yeah, I can understand that. I, I my son in law, he's he's in the process of getting his pilot's license right now, so I'm sure at some point they'll ask us to go up into into the prop plane and you know, I'm kind of a big fellow and there's not a lot of room in those planes. You got I need a, some elbow? Room yeah, my there. Like my buddy's plane's a four seater, which means I would take two of those. And yeah,
1: I just again, if I, if I had to go and say, hey, we're going to Las Vegas, we're going to New York, or we're going here on a destination, I I could make myself do it. But if we're just gonna go ride around and see Dallas Fort Worth from the air, or do a touch and go, and I decided to let them handle that. I said, <laughs> you know, part of my thought process there, I, I don't know. You know, when you go on a commercial airline, there's pilot and a copilot, right there's there's a backup if, if my buddy you know passes out or something happens and i'm sitting there and i've got to control the plane we're in trouble <laughs> yeah i could i think i would be in the same boat or
0: plane that Invent, well i would try to land it over water so then we would need a boat right yeah i would just try to get it landed somewhere my luck i'd land it upside down i know you know every time i've ever played a flight simulator game I've never landed the plane correctly. My wife was telling me that the, you
1: know, it has joysticks to control it. Like she was expecting, I guess, like a a steering wheel. She said, no, he was controlling it with joysticks. Oh, really? It doesn't
0: have the. Yeah, I would have feet, thought it had foot a steering
1: wheel, I think she said. Steering wheel also. She had a great time. She had a lot of pictures. She did a video of them taking off, and, and so I'm glad she had fun. Well, that's but good. I'm glad I she had did, fun. too. I had fun. I was actually, my, my goal was to watch the Masters on Saturday, so yeah. I was propped up. Of course, it got rained out. Ready to go, and then about five minutes before it was kicked off, I saw where it was suspended, so I didn't get to watch the Masters right. on Saturday. And then yesterday, being Easter, we had a lot of family stuff with my mother-in-law and, and aunts and uncles, so I, I didn't get to watch See any of the masters, but I heard the really?
0: Rom Rom one. Rom one, yes. He was at one point he was down four to Brooks. Captain, Kep, Kep, Kep. yeah, that works. Yeah, <laughs> the guy on the lift tour and Brooksie, which I'm not a big fan of Brooksy, so I was kind of glad he didn't win. But he was down, and then Rom kind of made that comeback, and I think there was an eight shot difference between them to end the third round and start of, in the end of the fourth round. You know, they had to play, I think, twelve holes of the third round, and then. The 18 yesterday morning. In that time period, it ended up being an eight-eight stroke swing for Rom to win. Like I said, well, I was,
1: our, I, our local guy Sam Burns had a great Thursday and Friday. Yes, and then
0: had a tough Saturday, brutal, brutal Saturday. And I guess early morning to Sunday morning, he had it. But round four, he came back and ended up finishing in 29th. So he yeah. he turned it back around. But there for most of the the tournament, he was in the top 10. Kind of hovering Right, there Tiger Woods it. made the cut, but then dropped out. He looked like he was struggling yeah, to walk. Yeah, Friday I was watching him. And I was like, man, he is really struggling to to walk. Or maybe it was Saturday. When did he drop out? Drop out Saturday or yeah, Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. So it was Friday. Then I was watching. You, you could see him really, really struggling getting around the golf course. You could tell his legs were really starting to bother him, and 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 having kind of the same injury. You know, of course, Tiger's not quite the athlete I am. But you know, I went after my recovery. I can understand walking on that thing for, especially as hilly as as Augusta is. It's wear and tear on those legs, no doubt. So, but I enjoyed it. I, I always like to watch the Masters. I like watching the, the. I guess the struggle that they go through sometimes. You know, the rain yesterday, Saturday, kind of made it a little bit easier because the ball didn't roll eighty feet whenever they right. missed a three foot putt. But I really enjoy because that makes me feel like they're kind of like as bad as me at some points. Well, I'm horrible at golf, so
1: I couldn't even imagine their struggle. But I do like to watch the Masters because I think it's like the Super Bowl of, of golf and yeah, it, it's fun to watch. And was pulling for Sam Burns after having a great weekend last weekend. He came in kind of hot. Yes. I think the weather and conditions kind of messed him up a little
0: bit. What else happened this weekend or during Real Talk? Oh, I, nothing. But you know me, I like to read some of these weird stories out there. And I was reading a story about a a guy who stole a school bus and took it on a high-speed chase with the police officers. When they finally caught him, he jumped out and took off running through the woods. And they, when they got a hold of him, he was naked. So not only Mm -hmm. did he steal a school bus, he drove it around naked, which will probably get some type of added offense to him for having a naked school bus in there. But, when they got back to the school bus he had a dead deer in the back seat that he was taken home to cook. So, you know, here you wonder he is. if he
1: hit the deer driving the school bus.
0: I know, it, it did never did say if he did or not. I don't know if he just saw it on the side of the road. He said, Hey, there's a deer, let's pick it up and eat it, you know, have a naked barbecue or something. But I don't know, I just thought that was a really weird story because I mean, who who amongst us has not ever stole a school bus naked and picked up a deer along the way? I, mean, you know, I have never that was, thought about it, but got plenty of room to put plenty of deer back there. Yeah. Just ride around, pick up all the deer. Yeah. Why not? Naked. Okay. My wife makes fun of me the way I say naked. Naked? Naked. Naked. And then the, you know, another story I read, and I think, you know, we are always talking about getting sponsors on this show. I watched a thing the other day that talked about this female who was making about $500,000 a year selling pictures of her feet. So I don't know if they they pay by the pound. You know, maybe I can throw one of my big feet up there and see if I can take a picture of it. We could start a new podcast, we call it four four feet on the sidewalk. We could. Take pictures of our feet and send them out and we could
1: change the background and have feet. Yeah. Our feet on there.
0: Yeah. I have a feeling we wouldn't we wouldn't make that. Probably much not.
1: But it's not a bad idea. It's not a you bad know? idea. I mean, if you're somebody's
0: not, making $500,000, you think we could make 5 or $10. I actually
1: heard my wife and one of her friends talking about things got tight. They would just sell
0: pictures of their feet. So apparently there's a pretty big market yeah. for feet pictures. I, I was shocked by that because I, I asked the guys up here at the office one day about it because I thought it was a joke. And they're like, oh, no, no, people buy pictures of women's feet. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I mean, first of all, how do you know you're even getting a woman's foot? How do you know you're not getting a man's foot? Do they? I, I
1: mean. Or if, if they identified as a. Right. It could be identified as a, some
0: yeah. other foot. Yeah. Be Bigfoot's foot. <laughs> I don't know. Do you get more for Bigfoot's foot? I don't know. I mean, probably a little I mean, more hairy, so I don't, get, right. I don't know. Right. Well, counts. you know what? Obviously, there's probably somebody out there who's into hairy feet <laughs> on top of that, too. If you're buying pictures of feet on the Internet. I'm sure you'll buy a hairy one every now and then. You know, it, it's 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 wild. And I think we
1: also saw a story this week about a 19-year-old in Tennessee that was uh, for having sex with
0: German Shepherds. With dogs. German Shepherds, yes. I saw <laughs> saw that. I thought, when I first saw the story, of course, I thought it was a man. Because when you hear about somebody having sex with an animal, naturally, especially like Tennessee or Mississippi, where it's from, you think it's a man. But then it came out to be a 19-year-old girl, and I was like, wow, you know, that's – Strange, That's crazy. And and it wasn't like just one time she had, they found videos on the computer of multiple times. Wow. Yeah. So she was probably the fan favorite at the, at the dog panel. Well, I'm hoping she
1: got out of jail in time to make it to Easter services. Cause it sounds like she needs a little yeah. bit of Jesus.
0: You know, you're right about that. You know, we were talking about that the other day. when I read the article, some friends of mine And this is I'm asking a serious question, but it's gonna come off stupid. But can she get off that's a terrible term to use. Can she not get go to jail? (laughs) Took you a while, didn't it? Will she not go to jail if she identifies as a dog? She, her lawyer can probably say she was identifying as a dog that day. Uh, how do you not say that nowadays?
2: If I you mean, can I identify like as our, anything.
1: I feel like our government would be on her side. Yeah, They, unfortunately,
0: they might pay for her defense attorneys. Yeah. She ought to look into that. Huh. <sighs> <laughs> I'm glad to see you got my joke there. It took you a little while, but I'm glad to see you finally got that. Anything else you got going on this weekend that... No, I think uh, you can't top it after having yeah, sex can't. with a German shepherd. Yeah, huh?
1: I can't touch that. We that's what she said. Watch <laughs> a little, uh, watch a little uh, baseball. Monty Larry and Mississippi State beat Alabama. So shout out to Parkway High School's alumni. How did Imani do? money had a good game. He, I believe, he scored two runs. I believe he's. I don't know what his stats were. I didn't pull him up, but I do know that he advanced the runner on 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 the. I think in the late one of the late innings, advanced the runner to third, and they threw him out at first. But uh, he, had, he had a pretty pretty solid game, and it's always good to see Alabama lose, especially if, if Amani was part right, of it. Right, no doubt. And
0: I saw another local Parkway guy also, Seth Lugo, had another good start this weekend. I think it's his second start of the year for the San Diego Padres, and once again, he had a, a good start for him. I think the first week he pitched seven, gave up no runs, I think last week. This weekend, he gave up one run over seven innings, so he's, he's starting off the season off really well. well yes. so.
1: And a shout-out to uh, Williams. MK had a Nike event that she played in this weekend, scored 22 points, Did really? five rebounds, two assists. Really, really good game. Was so. that
0: the McDonald's All-American game? No,
1: they had the McDonald's All-American, and then this past weekend was a Nike Open event. Okay, those Basically the same players that played in the McDonald's All-American game. Were
0: invited there to play, but How, she, how's she, she doing the McDonald's game? You, I
1: think she had 15 points in the McDonald's All American game. There was a little, wasn't a whole lot of passing going on from from the, a lot of the people in that McDonald's All American game. A lot of egos on that team. Oh, if I had to no guess. doubt, but she still played great. And then I think in this game, this Nike game, she went six of eight from three pointers, so she had 18 points from from the three point line. Wow!
0: So, I, I was watching TikTok the other day, and it was. Somebody talking about the the young lady from Louie, the feisty one. Right. You know, she she entered the transport portal, and they were trying to just talk about where she was going to go, and they this woman was speculating she was going to go to LSU. And this whoever this woman was from said, you know what? The, the LSU is going to have a heck of a class next year because they – not only if they get this girl, but then they have Michaela Williams coming in to bring in. And I thought, wow, that's a local girl being mentioned on some – TikTok from wherever which i found very interesting on that. I
1: think she's game ready. I think, no, I think uh, so too. if she doesn't start, she's going to do significant minutes off the bench. Yeah, so be. it'll be fun to continue to watch her play through the summer and then when she gets to LSU and I've already I've already been put on the waiting list to get my season tickets to girls basketball so hopefully we'll do a show from did you get on the waiting there. list
0: for us to have our own this show
1: i have not yet but uh, i'm sure we can we can pull that off and make
0: that happen as well
1: maybe before she goes off to school yeah get her on here
0: all right well that sounds like yeah. a pretty good wrap-up for yeah i think that wraps us up for the real talk segment
1: Welcome to the real news segment. Keith, let's talk a little real news. What's been happening? Yeah, this week was a big week for Bozier City. I think they the vote came in on the water line. It did, five to two. And the city of Bozier will be running a water line from Hope Street down to somewhere around the Red River Marina,
0: it's underneath the river, they'll board the river and supply water to the port. And and that is all going to be paid for by the port, not by the city of Bozure. Correct. And so, once they do
1: bring in companies and the business that are going to use that water, you know, the, once they turn the water on, the city will start making money and then the port will get a
0: portion of that money as well. Yeah. You and I have talked about this the last several times we have brought this up in the past weeks. This is is going to be huge for South Bozier and South Bozier Parish, not just South Bozier City, but South Bozier Parish in general, because it, we've talked before that. Water is always a problem whenever you start having a neighborhood come up, up or anything like that. And this is basically a free line for us to tie into yeah, to bring neighborhoods, businesses. The
1: infrastructure kinds. will be there for the growth, not only of the port. So let's say the port brings in, you know, a, a 1400 job or a 500 job or the both of them in their 2000 acres over there. Then that private company that's doing the toll bridge there's going to be opportunities for neighborhoods, smaller companies on the Bozier side that will, you know, could be huge for South Bozier Parish and then also for Bozier City. Because if you start getting more neighborhoods, you know, Elm Grove starts growing like your Houghton or maybe 20 years from now, like Benton the opportunity there is is really good to grow south bosher and then obviously that that could bring more restaurants yes. and more shopping places to to south bosher so really excited that the the vote went the way it did at 5 to 2 i know there were a lot of questions and i think you know the transparency piece i think is what some of the city council members had a concern or issue with you know they've been you know the port and the city have probably been in talks about this for years but you know only one or two councilmen you Know, we're aware of it, right? Knew of it, and I think as they got more questions answered, I think it's an exciting opportunity for South Bozier Parish and South Bozier City to and and Bozier City to to grow. I know the mayor was behind it, you know, and was was I talked to him on one or two occasions where he was talking about the growth that it could provide. It's a little bit of a gamble, right? Because the port might not ever turn a drop of water, but if they don't, guess what. The city doesn't pay anything.
0: Right. It, it, the gamble is is on the port. Correct. And now and, the the ball is in their court to get out there and get the businesses to come in to get the water flowing down there. So right now it, it's a it's a win for Bozier City from what I can see. You know, and you and I listened to the workshop and things like that. And it seemed like I didn't see any negatives. I'm sure there there probably will be that maybe I didn't see, but on the surface it looks like a great deal. And I I'd like to give props for the people who who got it done. You know, the I like to see the fact that the port, the city all kind of look forward to, hey, this is something we can do to help both parties. Well, again, to me, it goes back to, you know, we can't have all of
1: our eggs in the casino right. basket. And here we are, going to you know, a way to bring more industry to to our parish and to Caddo Parish and to Shreveport and Bossier. I think we'll look at this 10 years from now and, and believe that this was a great move on Bossier City's part. The port has brought in billions of dollars of, of industry, and they're wanting to continue. I've, I've heard, you know, one of the businesses might be a a
0: battery, a solar ba- solar powered battery plant. Yeah, and uh, how, it, with the way things are being pushed by the administration, current administration, how could that not be a win right now? Because well, hopefully that so. administration will be there for. Well, I, I, I didn't want to say that, but say. I totally agree with you.
1: But you know, so kudos to Oyster City for for moving forward with that, I do believe it's going to be something that's going to help benefit the future. You know, we might not see it in our our time where Elm Grove is is like Benton right? or Taylor town is like Benton, but you know, plain dealing is growing. I mean, they've got the sawmill out there and this is another part of the parish
0: that can grow. So kudos to the city. I look forward to seeing some movement on that. And I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, I do too. And you know, in, in all honesty, 25, 30 years ago, there probably wasn't a whole lot of people who saw the vision where Benton and North Bozier is right now because, you know, the, if, the, if they did, they didn't do a good job of getting the infrastructure in there ahead of time. But the amount of growth that that area has had, it has the potential down here because, in all honesty, we've kind of run out of areas to grow up north. If South Bozier needs to grow south, I mean, and not to grow
1: is, without the infrastructure.
0: Right. You have to have infrastructure. That's something that you have to have to get growth. No matter what. And and like you said last week, there's a a private company from Alabama's not coming in to build a multi million dollar bridge if they don't know something is coming down the lines that is going to be profitable for both sides of the river.
1: Yeah, and you know, and even listening to the people from the port talk, they're they're not thinking, you know, on the school board we we did five and ten years out projects, things we were working on, you know, from what I gather from the port, they're thinking 20 and 30
0: years. Right.
1: So they're planning. And I I just truly believe the opportunity for that industry to come to our area is is huge. At some point, Texas is going to get casinos. I just believe it'll happen. Right. I I agree with you on that. And, and we're going to lose some jobs, but if we've, if we're gaining industry and bringing industry, we're diversifying. We've got the air force base. We've got cyber, you know, Innovation. It's, the Cyber Innovation Center, the LTRI building that's coming in, it's going to be bringing jobs. And then now in the southern part of the parish, if you have industry jobs, right, it, it's, be- it's better for the parish, it's better for the city. And I'm
0: excited that they move forward with it. And I, and I think there'll probably be better paying jobs, to be honest with you. Now, I, and I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here just a little bit, but this last weekend, you went to Windstar? I did. And we're talking about our eggs being in the casino basket right now. How did WinStar compare to the casinos that we have now? You
1: know, we we drove over with our friends. We got there about 2 o'clock, and we were there probably till about 7 o'clock. We left before the crowds probably got there. But I was amazed at how busy that place was really? and how big it was. I haven't been to WinStar in a long time. I've only been one other time. But the restaurants were packed the casino floor was packed and it was just a lot of people. And, and so when
0: Texas gets that and it's, it's, it's going to affect our market right. on there. I mean, there's it, no doubt it, I mean, because really that, that one pretty much, I, I hate to say killed our market, but it cut our oh, market yeah. way down when Winstar opened up. No doubt. And it, and
1: it's continuing to, to, to eat into that market. I mean, we were in Rockwall, where our friends were, and an hour and a half drive there versus driving three and a half hours. Right. You know, prior to that being there, people from the Dallas area were traveling here. Right. It was a it was a steady shuttle. Up. You know, people. you had Horseshoe doing you know thirty two million dollars a month in revenue. Horseshoe, don't quote me on this number. Is probably about twelve million
0: now. Wow. You know, might twelve fourteen million somewhere around there. Which I is, is probably they I guess still good to them, but not. Yeah, not what's not not what going on in,
1: in the heyday of the, the business here. And you had more jobs. And so, it, you know, we have to prepare for the future and diversify. And I think that's what the port and the city is, is trying to do with what they just did.
0: Right. And and, and like I said, we, we give the city council a hard time sometimes, but I think they did a good job on this. And so I'd like to give them a little bit of props on this one. No doubt. So this week, the state legislators, they go back this week? They do.
1: They actually are in session now. I think they got in session at twelve o'clock today. Uh-huh. So there'll be you know a lot of a lot of stuff coming out of Baton Rouge. One of the things I think they're they're talking about is a three thousand dollar pay raise for teachers, and then I think a that'll be good a smaller amount for support personnel. But that's something that they're looking into. And obviously, a, an election year, it, it's real interesting with the bills that you see and what people are, are are doing. But I think one of the bills I was listening to Moon Grafon this morning. I think the those legislators are trying to
0: give themselves a raise. Yeah. <laughs> I always find that funny. We're going to give the teachers a pay raise, but hey, by the way, we're going to put ourselves a pay raise on the back end of that, that bill. You know?
1: Yeah. It, I don't think that legislation will fly. I could be wrong, but you know, and, 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 someone on the moon, Grafon show, you know, made a statement. Well, you know, until our city starts doing something positive, our state starts turning
0: things around. Probably shouldn't get any pay raise. No, no. First of all, I've said this a a thousand times. In what line of work do you get to vote yourself a pay raise? Yeah, that's almost like a dad joke. I'm fixing to ask, what (laughs) What job do you get to vote yourself a pay raise?
1: Yeah, I I, Uh, I don't think that bill, that particular bill, will have legs. I do think that the teacher one will have will have some legs. It's going to be interesting to watch. And then there's another one that I think a local legislator put up to be able to any money that they loan to their campaign, that they can take that money back. Oh, that they can put it in their personal? Uh-huh. Wow. You know, the way it stands right, right now, and I could be a little off, but if you raise money for a campaign, you can't, that money that you've raised when you decide not to be a politician anymore, you can't just take that money out. You have to donate it to another candidate or donate it to a nonprofit. There's a bill that, and I haven't read the bill. I don't know all about it, but it's saying if you loaned money to an, to your campaign fund and then you raised money after that and you didn't spend it, that you could get that money back. I'm not sure I, I'm a fan of that.
0: Yeah. Cause I, it's amazing how you're going to find that they loaned them their campaign a million dollars, you know. But correct me if I'm wrong. Was that, were you allowed before? to keep the money and then it went away and now it's they're time. Well,
1: to- I think you could, and I,
0: and I didn't do enough research,
1: so I don't want to speak. I think if you loaned yourself money in that cycle, you could, you could take, pay yourself back. Okay. But if you, if you loaned yourself money in an, an election from 10 years ago, and you didn't take it back in that cycle. I I could be off there. Okay. But the 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 new bill is you know supposed to be where you can basically pay yourself back any money that you loan to your campaign. Either way, you
0: know as well as I do, it's set up for corruption.
1: It's yeah. I, I don't. I think it, it needs to remain where you put that money into another candidate or to a
0: to a nonprofit. Yeah, I, I agree. Because what what keeps someone from running for an election just to give themselves a ten thousand dollar pay raise a year? You know, that so, and I think that's what citizens get so frustrated with politicians about. Politicians is is about me, 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 me. What can I do for myself before I help the person down the road? And and I think as citizens, most people are tired of being the redheaded stepchild when it comes to everything else. We get taxed to death, we get, you know, rising costs, rising fuel, rising everything, but they never seem to hurt themselves ever. I've never seen them give themselves a pay cut. I've never seen them, you know, not pay themselves when the government was shut down. So it's amazing how more people are not furious with politicians these days.
1: Well, and you also, you hear the, you know, I think the legislators get $16,800. That's what they tell people that they're paying. But then they get one hundred and sixty-one dollars a day for every day that they're in session. So if they're in session for a hundred days, that's another sixteen thousand so, dollars. So we're up to thirty-two. Yeah, and then they get another five hundred per month that they can use on whatever they want to use. You know, so you're you're that's another six thousand.
0: Yeah, so we're up to thirty-eight thousand dollars on a sixteen thousand dollars
1: salary. Yeah, I don't think sixteen thousand eight is really the salary. I get the per per DM. But now, I'm assuming
0: that per DM they have to pay for their gas down there. and I'm not sure if that's something they can write off. Yeah, of I'm, be, it'd be funny if the guys from Baton Rouge were getting 161 for fuel, the same as the guy from Vivian getting 161 right. for fuel. So
1: some interesting bills as they start into the session. We'll keep an eye on some of them and, and have some conversation about them. We also, our South loser luncheon after session is over, we're going to invite some of those folks to come speak to us might even try to get some of them on the, on the, on the show.
0: Right. Yeah. And speaking platform. of the South Bozier luncheon, it, that's this Wednesday and we're going to have those two city councilmen. Yeah. Some
1: city councilmen will have city councilman at large, Chris Smith, and we'll have district one city councilman, Brian Hammonds. They'll come speak to the South Bozier luncheon. So Wednesday at 12 o'clock, if you don't have any plans, Come by the Air
0: uh, South complex. Come upstairs and have a five dollars for lunch. Yeah, and if you've never had a chance to go, you really need to go. It's it's a it's a good way to learn what's going on in the community. Uh, you know, I I appreciate what you and Dennis do by putting that on every every month. It's it's a lot more work to it than most people think. It's not just showing up and here we go. Y'all y'all put a lot of work into it, so I appreciate that. But it's a great thing that you, you if you want to know what's going on in your community, go out there to the South Bosier lunch and go to the North Bosier Luncheon. I'm sure Shreveport's probably got something that some groups meet that, you know, get, get involved and get to see what's going on in your community. If you really want to make a difference.
1: Well, you know, when we started the South Bosier luncheon years ago, my thought process was it would bring your everyday citizens, your business owners and your elected officials in the same room once a month. And that way, if you had questions for your elected officials, you could ask them. You could also network with other business people. You could also know what was going on in your community. And I think we have done a really good job of trying to, you know, anybody that's running for office, we've invited them. We've, we've wanted them to come speak to our group. We're going to continue that over the next few months as we get ready for current elections. It'll be coming in October. But, you know, it's, it's again, it, it goes back to that thing. You could sit and fuss and complain or you can get involved and you can have conversations with people. And, you you know, the other thing is, is I've been able to develop relationships with people to where when I do have a question about something, I can pick up the phone and call this state representative or this Senator and say, man, I've got a question about this. Can you explain this? Right.
0: Yeah. You know, the first time I ever went to a South Bossier luncheon, I didn't know what soul in the room. Y'all were meeting at Mike Woods in that back room, small, and it, I hate to say dark, but it felt kind of dark back there. And thats I didn't know a soul. and and But that was my way of finding out what was going on in the community. You know, I'd heard people talk about it, and so I was like, I'm just going to go. Hopefully that
1: wasn't one of the ones I got up on the soapbox and told them how
0: I really felt. I don't think so, because I think if you would have, I probably would have clapped. So probably not, because I was probably frustrated myself back in the day. But I, I enjoyed. it. I, I've met people that I probably wouldn't have met. By going to them. So it's your opportunity to meet people in your community who care about your community and that it's, you need to be there. And, and not, not only if,
1: that, $5, where can you get lunch for five?
0: Yeah, $5 for lunch and it it's good lunch. It's not, you know, a piece of ham and a piece of bread. It's, you know, spaghetti, it's fried chicken. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, every, when you go up there, you're kind of like, what are we having this week? You know, it's always like a guess and it's usually good you know, so you can't beat that for $5.
1: Any other real news we didn't talk about?
0: I can't think of anything else. You know, you, can you think of, I think, I think, Oh, I do know one other thing I wanted to bring up. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. And this is just a little quick thing that I, I found interesting. You know, in Tennessee, we had that tragedy of the shooting the other day and my heart goes out for the, the families of those victims. But I noticed that the Tennessee governor Wanted to introduce a bill that would put law officers with guns in every school, and I thought to myself, "Wow, what they 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 want to be so up on times by putting a an an armed officer in every school?" And I thought about in Bozier City, we've had that for years.
1: Yeah, and in Bozier Parish, you know, 2015 when I got on the school board, we did not have them in every school at that time. We had. A couple of our elementary schools would share an SRO officer, but I do believe Bozier Parish has been ahead of the times, and we currently and have had for several years one officer, you know, in, in every school, and even our high school. I think Airline High School has three. Yeah. Houghton Parkway Benton, I think they all have two. Right. So it's 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 something that I I, I agree with the Tennessee Governor. Yeah. I think I think yeah. it helps deter. You have that presence, and you also have that SRO on campus to. To talk with students.
0: Yeah, and and I'm surprised. Like I said, just what got me was the fact that this is like a a new concept for them. You know, common sense tells you put some protection for those kids anyway. You know, why do we not already have that protection in there?
1: Yeah, well, and and obviously in a lot of places it's a financial thing. Right. Right. So it's, you know, that's why I think if the – the governor and the federal government want to get involved and put them in every school, there's going to be some money involved with that. Cause I believe closure parish pays about 4.3 to 4.7 million dollars a year for, to have those SROs, but you
0: can't put a price on the safety no. that, that provides for our students and our teachers. And I really honestly think if you started saying, Hey, we're doing this for the safety of our kids, you know, there, there's ways that you can find, not necessarily spend money on something else, that you could move money over to take care of your kids. And, and not to mention, there's probably plenty of volunteers out there who would say, hey, I can go through a course. I can watch the front door for a time period, you know.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, you, you just can't put a price on the safety of these students
0: in these schools.
1: And, and with more and more, you know, crazy things happening in the, in the United States, I think it's a no-brainer. To make sure that we're we're doing everything yeah. we can, I I actually called a couple of the school board members this week. Found out about some safety and security film that can be put on windows and doors on glass that somebody could walk up with a, an AR fifteen and shoot it, and it, and it doesn't kind of like how won't penetrate how that person w- did it when they shot through the right the glass and, windows. You know, so I started having conversations about that after seeing how they broke that window right i mean that was that i think you know that's something that that Bossier parish needs to look into as well we have a lot of schools that have a lot of glass yes glass doors yeah there's no doubt uh, there's so on top of the sros those type of things need to be looked into and there's grant money out there that can help with some of those safety concerns but it is it is i just don't think you can
0: be safe enough to make sure you're providing no, safe i agree you know and it seems like a lot of the The newer schools are built with those glass doors. I don't know if it's aesthetic. You know, I don't know cheaper. I I wouldn't think they would be cheaper. It probably looks better than putting a big heavy metal door on there. Because, you know, know, as well as I do, there's still a lot of people in the community that want to make sure the high school looks a certain way. That They say, I don't want my kid going to school in a prison. You know, but then they also complain whenever they're not as safe as they should be. Right.
1: So So that'll be interesting to watch and kind of keep an eye on as well as as far as what what's going to happen across the United States for the safety of of some of the schools.
0: Yeah. But other than that, that's all I've got on the on news. So I think the deal. Well, thank you all for joining us for the real news segment.
1: (laughs) Hello and welcome to the real funny dad joke segment of Two Guys, One
0: Sidewalk. It's that time again. Keith. It's my favorite time, but the, you know, I was wanting to talk to you about this. And I don't know if you'll let me do this or not. I was thinking, can we change the name of the to the dad jokes to WTF dad jokes? We could. We, we could. I'm you think? Do you think we cross the line if we call them WTF? Because uh, well. I figured we could
1: say we tell funny dad jokes. I probably need to ask my mom, and you probably need to ask your mom.
0: I probably do, but you did catch my We Tell Funny dad jokes.
1: I did not catch that. We Tell Funny WTF yes. dad jokes.
0: We Tell Funny dad I, jokes. We
1: might get away with that. Might get away with it.
0: You know, earlier in the show, I really feel like I bombed on that one, Shane. I appreciate that. I was <laughs> trying to throw something in there, and you looked at me like I was stupid. Now, I just feel like I feel like that plane that you didn't want to ride on earlier this this week that you were worried about crashing, I think I just did it over here. So I want to appreciate. You know, the co-pilot's supposed to bail the other one out, and you just looked at me. (laughs) So now I know what happened. If we're in an airplane and I get sick or something, you're just gonna look at me like, "Well, what am I supposed to do?" You just did that to me on a joke, and that's probably what would
1: happen in the plane as well. I'd be pulling for the parachute. (laughs) Be like, "Yeah,
0: hey, Hey, what about mine? I gotta have both of them. I need both of them." Case one of them. Case one. No, but you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. No, but speaking of airplanes, I did. uh, Denise and I were on a flight one day and we were flying and the, the pilot came on the air and he said, folks, I got some good news and I got some bad news. I was like, great. And he said, the bad news is both of our engines are on, are on fire. I thought to myself, what the heck could be the good news? He said, the good news is it's free hot wings for everybody. <laughs> free hot free hot wings for everybody. Yeah. You got you got one for us? I do have one. Actually, right. I actually
1: have a couple today. All and right. the first one is mine and then the second one is going to be from a special guest that uh, might be joining us next week for the dad joke section. Oh, that's good.
0: Have a guest for the dad jokes. Now that's the first we've had guests for everything else, but we don't have a guest for dad well, jokes. We have had a
1: local insurance company that has reached out and said we would like to sponsor the dad joke section of the show. We got a sponsor. Our first. We got a high five on that. We got a sponsor. And so next week, we'll have them come in and
0: talk a little bit about their business and, and tell us a few dad jokes. But That's right. Pretty so, pretty excited about that. Just think how excited we got over one sponsor. If we have two or three, we might do a dance or something.
1: Well, and look, if you want to sponsor another segment of the show, give me a call. We'd, we'd love to help promote your local business. Yes. And,
0: very uh, awesome.
1: As well as promote the future. Two guys, one side. That's
0: one. right. And see us get excited.
1: Exactly. I have a question for you. Okay. Why didn't the vampire attack
0: Taylor Swift? I don't know, but you're probably going to get us in trouble with all the Swifties. She had bad blood. (laughs) (laughs) You're right about that. It's like every one of her songs is about bad blood, isn't it? Seems like it. Can you imagine dating her? Because she would write a song about you afterwards. And I, uh, you know, I picked the Taylor Swift thing just
1: because. It's so popular right now. Yeah, her concerts have been real popular. I mean. $20 $20 million, you
0: can have a seat at her show. I, two of my daughters went
2: yeah.
0: last weekend. I'm, I'm $40 million in debt now. No doubt. So um, I'll have to work the rest of my life to pay for their tickets. I'm kidding. They actually pay for their own tickets. So, but yeah, they, they enjoyed it. Um, I've got one. I have a friend of mine, Joe. He's been on the Dolly Parton diet.
1: Oh yeah. How does he look?
0: Joe. He looks Jolene, 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 Jolene. So. Joe's been lean.
1: He has been lean. He's been lean. Maybe I should try that diet.
0: No, you look good. Yeah. Shane lean. Shane lean. Shane lean.
1: What's the loneliest place in Louisiana? Oh. Shreveport. Bayou self.
0: <laughs> you ever been to the Bayou self? I've never been to the Bayou self.
1: It's pretty lonely out here.
0: <laughs> I bet it is done a lot of things by myself but never the by you
1: shout out to cb burkhardt and burkhardt insurance agency for sending me that one he sent it to me a few weeks ago yeah.
0: and i lost it i'm glad you finally got cb's joke on on the radio because or the podcast because you know it's been several weeks that he sent that to you that it has and i'm surprised CB's still listening
1: i know i, I think he, he sent me a text dude if you don't play my if you don't Say my joke, I'm probably done
0: Yeah, you know, and CB's been a de- dedicated listener from day one And you didn't play his, his joke And CB had one more oh, Let's hear it, CB, let's go two two of them You're making up for lost time
1: If girls with big boobs work at Hooters Where do girls with one leg work? <laughs> IHOP
0: Hmm. <laughs> I hopped right into that one. CB, thank you for bouncing that one over here to us. We really appreciate that. <laughs> well, we're going to get in trouble for that one, aren't we? Probably. You know, um, I, I'm trying to think of some other jokes I have, but the only one I can think of is not really a dad joke. It's a, it's a church joke. You know, there's a, a, a couple months ago, I got caught up on stage because I thought – I was smart. So I get up there on the stage and they said, Keith, how smart are you? I said, I'm pretty doggone smart. And so they were like, all right, how many days in the week are there? And I was like, well, that's easy. It's nine. Well, he looked at me like I was a fool. And I said, well, it's nine. He said, really? I said, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, today, tomorrow. So he's like, okay, I guess we'll give it to you.
1: But what if today was Saturday?
0: it would be a Saturday than Sunday. It's not near as happy as Sunday. So the next day, the next question, i think me thinking days next question. He said, how many seconds are there in a year? I was like, Ooh, I, I was really starting to get a little stumped on that one. So I started thinking I started trying to figure it up in my head. And finally I said, 12, he said, 12. I said, yeah, January 2nd, February 2nd, March 2nd. He's like,
2: Okay Okay.
0: He goes last one I don't think you can get this one He said if you get it right We, we know you're really smart Keith I said okay oh, He said what's God's first name I said that's easy God's first name is Andy He said Andy Where did you get Andy from Andy walks with me Andy talks with me And he does <laughs> He does We've really we we sang several times on this show.
1: I did not realize you were going to get some singing
0: live. You got Dolly Parton in there. Taylor Swift. Some Taylor like Swift. That's, that's right. I mean, I don't know any. I don't know how to sing any Taylor Swift songs, so I couldn't sing any of those. We we'll have to get somebody else to come on and help us. With that's them. true. You got any other ones that you want to?
1: That's all I've got for today.
0: You know, one thing that we like to see, we keep rolling in the dad jokes. We get them. People send them to us by text, by email, comments. We love them. Keep sending them in. If you have your favorite dad jokes, send it to our YouTube. Comment on the YouTube channel. Send it to our Facebook. Any comments on Twitter, Facebook. Twitter. All of it. TikTok. We love them. And um, Even if they don't always make it on here, we, we reread them and we use them most likely. If we get them, unlike somebody else who takes several weeks to read theirs, I usually try to get them on the next week if if I can. So, you know. Send them to us and we will get you on the air and give you a shout out. But thank you for sending them to us.
1: Yeah. And thank you for joining us on the sidewalk for the real funny dad joke segment of the show. We really appreciate y'all.
0: And be ready for next week when we have a sponsor. We have a sponsor bringing a dad joke. Sponsor bringing a dad joke
1: next week. Shaka-laka, shaka-laka. That's right. Welcome to the really cool segment of Two Guys, One Sidewalk. We're excited to have a special guest with us today on the sidewalk, Eric Newman, District 9, Bozier Parish School Board member and someone that I was able to serve with for seven years on the school board. Eric, thank you for joining us today, man.
2: Yeah, appreciate it, Shane. Keith, thanks for having me here. It's, it's exciting to be here and wanted to see what you guys had going on here. And it's great. I love it. Do you it. like the sidewalk? I do. I love the sidewalk. I love the first sidewalk. Used the sidewalk no, don't, uh, no, I've been on the sidewalk once. I think I was you know, picking up trash or something like that. You know, But, uh, but no, first time on the sidewalk here with you guys. So right. thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here, man. And
1: what we want to do is just learn a little bit about Eric Newman from your time growing up. One of the things the real cool segment does is just, you know, talk about how much people that came from our area and have done great things and just how much they've enjoyed living in our area. So we'll just let you tell a little bit about growing up and where you went to school and. And what brought you to where you are today, serving District 9 in Boss Repair?
2: Sure, sure. So, born and raised in Halton, so don't hold that against me, but I was born and raised in Halton, graduated from Halton a few years ago, I'll leave it at that, and we decided to raise our children in South Bozier. I have one daughter, Shelby, who is in her first year of med school. She's a Parkway High grad, went down to LSU and graduated with a biology degree down there, got into med school. She's finishing up her first year. Barrett, our son, who's a senior, is going off to play college football at Liberty. And he's been all football team for four, all four years there at Parkway. And then my wife is actually a high school teacher at Bozier High School. She teaches business and human anatomy there. She was a chemo nurse for several years and then changed over and wanted to do something kind of on the other end of the spectrum there. But, you know, I came to the school board to make change. You know, I think we had those conversations you know, 2013, 2014, where it's one of those, if you, if you're going to complain, either do something about it or shut up. And that's how I was raised. My mother, retired school teacher. My father is a, was a sheriff's deputy when he passed away. My sister is a school teacher getting ready to retire. And then like I said, my wife is now. And you, I came from a family of servants that said, hey, what can I do to make the community better? And that's how I was raised. And that's how my wife and I have raised our kids is, you know, hey, give back to the people that give to you and do what you can to make things better. And if you want to complain about it, do something to make it better or just go somewhere else. And that's who we are. And that's who I am.
0: Yeah. That's one thing that Shane and I've talked about several times on the show. If, if you want to complain, go ahead and step out there and, you know, put your foot to the fire and see, absolutely do a better job, get out there and,
2: Absolutely. That's right. Because, you know, in, in public service, whether you're an elected official, whether you're law enforcement, fire department, whatever it may be, it's a thankless job because people, you know, especially with law enforcement and first responders, they only call you when they're in a bind, right? And then with civil service, be it school board, y'all have had a couple of city council members on here. You've had a U.S. congressman. People usually only call you when they want to complain there. So it's either they're in a bind and need help, or they have a complaint and they want to have an ear to to listen to them. And that's just a thankless job. Yeah, I I can remember when I was on the fire department. You know, I hate to use the word fun, but
0: for lack of a better term, everybody enjoys riding in the fire truck with the lights going, siren, everything. But then you have to stop and think about it. If they're calling you, it's the worst time in their life. Sure. They're not calling you because they want a parade coming to their driveway. Right. That's right. It's the worst time of their life. Absolutely. So it's hard to have fun when you think of it in that context that, right. you know, but yeah, it is a thankless job.
2: Yeah. And there's things that are fun about it. You know, when you have, you know, y'all talked about the defenders of Liberty air show, you know, you talked about the Mardi Gras parades that have the fire trucks and things like that. So, you know, there's good things about it, you know, being on the school board, I get to see the kids that uh, there's one kid that was just recognized last week for a national merits. So that's a very, very high achieving academic, Type person, and I was able to coach him in baseball years ago when he was younger, and to see him get that recognition is something special. Like, hey, I I know that guy, you know. So there's a lot of fun to it, but like I said, it's it's thankless a lot of times. (laughs) Well, I I remember
1: right before we got on the school board, I was asked to help with a student of the year Elm Grove Middle School, and Shelby and and some of her friends and classmates were a part of that, and I left there that day. And that might be the day that I probably officially said, okay, I'm I'm, I'm going to give back to the community and get on the school board because the kids that, that I interviewed that day and the things that they were doing were phenomenal. And the news only picks up the thing if somebody brings a gun to school or if this happens. But seeing those kids that were at Elm Grove that year that were, I think it was seventh grade student of the year, might've been eighth grade. And, and how awesome they were. I was like, I, I want to help be a part of, making sure that we provide the best things we can for these teachers and for these students. So I, I remember that vividly sitting across the table from Shelby and listening to her talk about growing up. And and then it was
2: just one student after another. And I was like,
1: we have some impressive
2: students. In the there are a ton. And you look at Bossier Parish, and, you know, we're one of the, if not the fastest growing parishes and school districts in the state. There's so many students. I mean, you talk about almost 24,000 students and there's so many great students, both academics, both on the academic side and the, in the skilled trade side, you know, we have still out there teaching everything from welding to HVAC to everything, you know, for those kids that don't want to go down that college path that want to learn a trade and start making really good money and make the world go round. I mean, I don't know about you, but I got to pay for a plumber to come inspect some backflow thing that, just says I have a sprinkler, so I got to play a plumber. But, uh, you know, so that guy's going to make a lot of money to come out for 30 minutes to do something at my house. But then you also have to have the, the academics, you know, your doctors, your lawyers, the other side of the spectrum that makes the world go round. So, And we have a ton of those kids in our parish.
1: That's one of the great things about, you know, my time on the school board because, again, you you know every one of those students at Airline, at Houghton, at Benton, at Plain Dealing, at Bozier, that are, you know, on their way to do phenomenal things. And and you remember those names and you check back up on them, just like, you know, Shelby, she's, you know, in her first year of of med school, there was no doubt in my mind when I interviewed her for student of the year that she was going to do something like that. And just seeing those students is really one of the cool, I guess, because it is a thankless job and you get those phone calls where people want to fuss about things and and you want to conversate with them. but. You know, the the good stories are the not just athletics, but academic success sure. that we get to celebrate. My favorite part was going to elementary school and handing out at some city the pencils to the, you know, the AB honor roll or right. whoever brought up their grades. I mean, that was just seeing those kids and their parents excitement. That was the fun part about it. The rest of the stuff, making the policy and debating and arguing about <laughs> libraries that cost $700,000, you know, that wasn't it. It was fun, but it
2: wasn't (laughs) as fun as the other stuff. Yeah. And we, you know, we all, there were three of us that got on the board back then because we had had, like I referenced those conversations where we wanted to make some change, make things better. Not that they were bad, but when you have outside looking in, you kind of have some different ideas. I think our, our background in corporate America was, was useful in coming in and, and making a lot of changes. The things that we've done, we inherited a $210 million Bond construction project—that's a large capital outlay for a district our size. But we knew we needed schools. We knew we needed elementary schools. We knew we needed a new high school in the north. Buildings needed to be repaired. Temporary we buildings. Need a new
1: middle school in Benton?
2: No, we didn't do it. We did a brand new high school. Contrary, but you know, uh, you had temporary buildings that I think you and another board member were in when you were in elementary school, Keith. We don't want to know how long ago that was. Right. But you know that was finally replaced, and things like that. You come in and you make things better, budget wise. You make things better, facility wise, policy wise, and we've really made great strides in the board. You know, since coming on in January of 2015, uh, you know, you've gone on to, to to better things, so to speak. Yet the board is still there. We've got some young young people that are in there now, I say younger, but we still have those that have been been around the sun a few more times. So they give us a lot of insight as far as the way things were back then. We apply to the way things are now, and we come to an agreement that's best for the students. And that's my approach has always been, and I think I'm pretty blunt when it says, hey, I'm going to do whatever's best for the kids first, and then employees second, and then everybody else is going to come in third, because that's my priority is taking care of the kids. And then I have to take care of the employees because they take care of the kids. And then everybody else just has to trust that we're making the best decisions with the information we have at hand.
1: And I think one of the the things that, you know, people talk about transparency. And, you know, when we got on the board, one of the things we did was move the meetings from the little (laughs) 30-person room in Benton.
2: I don't, it wasn't very much bigger than this one. <laughs> uh, to, to
1: the, to the big, you know, where when people did get awards and things were being talked about, there's more room for people to come. But then to top it off with that, we went live on YouTube. Yeah,
2: that's right. That's right.
1: And, you know, I, I that's probably, I mean, there's a lot of things that, that we did and that y'all are continuing to do that were that were awesome things. but you know, allowing people to sit at home and watch those meetings because they might not can make the six o'clock meeting to see their children get awards, to see the business that we're handling and be informed. So, you know, I do feel, and maybe I'm patting ourselves on the back here, but, you know, during those seven years and and you continuing, you know, there's been a lot of things that we've done to bring our school system even further along with transparency You want to know what the school board's working on? Go watch their meetings and 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 or, or attend them if you can attend them. But and you are you are a part of that. So I know we've done a lot of uh, a lot of cool things together. And I know, you know I tell people all the time. You know, Newman is the he's the he's the bean counter guy. He's he's the <laughs> guy that's going to pull every number apart and look at them. And, and you've done a great job of that.
2: Well, I appreciate it. And the calendar guy, you can call me the calendar guy as well. So, you know, we're sitting here talking with my wife before spring break after the first of the year. And we're trying to, with our son going off to school, we're trying to look at the calendar. How many days do we have left with him? And when can we do this? When can we do that as far as graduation and senior year? And looked at the calendar. And we're like, wow, kids get out on a Monday, teachers on a Tuesday. And it's like, I don't know about you. I don't. My kid probably wouldn't want to go back on a Monday after a weekend I, break. Yeah, most of the kids probably would not show back up right. if they had a final. Right for the last day of school. So was got involved with the central office staff. Jason Rowland, assistant superintendent, great guy. Got with Mitch Downey, our superintendent. He's a good guy. And Doctor Nicole Bourgeois, South Bosier alumni, and she's over. She's assistant superintendent, kind of over academics. Got those three together and said, "Hey, what can we do here?" You know. Dr. Bourgeois with the academic side, are we going to have any loss in learning or anything like that? She was able to handle that. Jason Rowland, he was able to say, hey, calendar-wise, we can make this work. Mitch, kind of his oversight, kind of is the CEO, so to speak, and that's how the school board works, by the way. A little tangent here, but the school board is 12 elected officials, and people want to know, well, How does all that work? You got to do this, that, and the other. Well, we don't hire and fire, but one person, and that's the superintendent. So look at it like a corporate boardroom. You have the school board representatives or their board of directors, and the superintendent would be the CEO. You could say that your assistant superintendents are the executive VPs, and then from you go down from there. And when you look at it like that, the children and the students are the product that you provide to the community or to, you know the market, so to speak. And you want that to be the best possible. So like I said earlier, when I put kids first, I'm putting product first because I want it to be the absolute best product that we can put out there. So that's why we focus on the kids and the product. And then it kind of goes reverse from there all the way up to the superintendent. But so back off my tangent, and we got all those people together. We didn't have any inclement weather days where we had to cancel school, delay school, anything like that. And come to find out, we were able to adjust the calendar back. We just had the official vote last Thursday. So now students get out on Thursday, the 18th. Teachers get out on Friday, the 19th, and nobody has to come back after that weekend except for our 10-, 11-, and 12-month people that continue to work the school system even when children aren't there. So pretty exciting there well, to the give everybody extra that. two and days. Yeah, absolutely.
1: obviously love that as well. They can kind of get started with their summer plans a little bit early, and you give them Plenty of notice with the only in the vote last,
0: last week. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it, it didn't change the day the seniors get out. They still get that's out. Right. That's right. That's
2: right. Seniors still get out, if I'm not mistaken. Last day at Parkway for the senior walk is Monday, May the 8th. And then Bossier Parish graduations start on Friday, May the 12th, and go to Saturday, May the 13th. Majority of them are going to be at the Brookshire's Grocery oh, Arena. They're going back to they the... They are. Room. They are. I believe Plain Dealing is having theirs in their little spot, and then I think Airline decided to do theirs at the football stadium separately on Saturday night or Friday night, if I'm not mistaken. Don't know the exact details on that, but I do know that Parkway, Halton, Benton, and Bozier High School will be at the Rutgers okay. Grocery Arena. It's just a great environment. you got a big stage. The kids are in there, up on stage. They see the spotlight and everything, so you don't have to worry about the weather. Correct. You know, I know that the outdoor events are great, but then you fight the weather. Good, bad, or otherwise. seems like one year it was
0: scorching hot, and then one year the girls were sinking in the football field. The, <laughs> That's right. In their high heels. That's what right. I believe when my daughter graduated was the scorching hot. I remember being on that stage
1: wearing a suit, and I was like, wow, it was hot. But obviously that was due to the COVID concerns and everything. Well, actually we could
0: see you sweating from this. I'm from sure the you do. <laughs> probably no doubt about it. I might even shed a tear or two. When, when I think my yeah, it you could call it a tear or you call it sweat. We, we definitely saw water coming down <laughs> from the.
2: Yeah. Well, one thing you don't have to worry about the mud because right. that that's right. Preston crown over stadium. We were fortunate enough to get an artificial plant surface. So, Looks good. It's actually about ten or twenty degrees cooler than normal plane surfaces. So some of the improvements we've been able to do through the school board over the years and that's that's one of
0: is there it, any plans for the two that don't have or the three, I guess, that don't
2: have Absolutely. We're always keeping that front of mind, how we can uh, essentially, I guess, balance out the parish. You have a uh, private donor did airlines. You had a cooperative agreement with the city that did Bozier High School. We got the parish involved for Parkway High School. We had an allotment of money that we were able to move around and do some different things with. And then the other two with Halton High School and Benton High School, we want to absolutely try and do something for them as well. Um they have different issues, you know, Benton just got a brand new high school right, to the tune of about 56, right at $56 million. So it's kind of like, you know, how far can yeah. you go there and how fast, you know? Yeah, we'd like to do it right away, but at the same time, we got to make sure some other things line up. Halton's a little landlocked, so we're looking at trying to purchase some additional land here, move some buildings there. They've got a big wing addition that they're doing right now that's just over $16 million. So a lot of stuff is going on at a lot of the schools. It's just what you see visible is the only thing you really know about. Right. You know, and if you're, if you're in central Bozier at Bozier High School, you don't know that Halton's getting a $16 million wing unless you drive out there and see the construction site. Right. And so it's it's that type of stuff where people are isolated across the parish that they're like, well, they have this. We don't have that. Well, you actually do. And they're just catching up to you. So it's a lot of different things like that. And I cover a pretty big area. Yeah. You have a coverage in what the four of the high schools. That's right. Yeah, I have. Primary coverage, and I guess Parkway and Halton are kind of my two biggest geographical areas. And then I also cover Bozier High School with Central Bozier, and then I have a little sliver of Airline High School. So it's enough for me to have uh, have the ability to say I cover Airline High right. School. So uh, I give my partners in the North a hard time that says, Hey, you got to rely on South Bozier votes to get anything for your school. So make sure you play nice. That's right. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about Tabinu. He's one of my
1: favorites. I've been watching Barrett since y'all were coaching him. I think first time I watched him play football, maybe he was seven or eight, and and now watching through. And now my son, who's about to be a freshman, you know, he went to Parkway for orientation type thing, and, and Barrett kind of took him under his wing. And next thing you know, Hunter's wanting to do the same classes that Barrett was doing. <laughs> yeah, you know. But let's talk a bit. About, I mean, Barrett has an exciting opportunity ahead of him going to Liberty. Let's tell you a little bit about Liberty for those that don't know about that school because it's
2: not the LSU or, or the the Tech helmet. Right, right. Well, Liberty's actually in the same conference now as Louisiana Tech. They're both in Conference USA. So that's going to be, Keith and I might be staring each yeah. other across the field over I, the I, next like, couple like of years. Like
0: I told you earlier in the year, at least I'll get to see him play twice <laughs> in right. this time period. That's right, that's instead right. Instead of four years like I wanted to.
2: Right, right. And and we would have loved that as well. But the way things worked out, Liberty is where he chose. And it's about sixteen hours down the road. So it's like he said, you can't the same twice you're going to have to drive down to Ruston, but the rest of the time you're going to have to take that sixteen hour drive out to Lynchburg, Virginia. And it's beautiful out there. I just absolutely almost wants to you feel like you're back in time again, back into the nineties where everything is just it's it's slowed down. It's there's not the hustle and bustle of the major metro. You know, it's just everything's nice and clean and Liberty University is just top notch. Their facilities are unparalleled. I, honestly, within Conference USA, he visited several schools in Conference USA. He visited a couple of SEC schools. And by far and away, Liberty has the best facilities out there. You know, an indoor facility, an outdoor facility, the stadium. The, I mean, just everything out there is just fabulous. They uh, originally he was talking with the uh, coach Hugh Freeze and his staff. They went on to Auburn, but Liberty was able to bring in the the next best thing, or in my opinion, a better option. In Jamie Chat got him from Coastal Carolina, and we were out there just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, Barrett got to go in for a pregame meetings and watch the scrimmage and things like that. The staff is just unreal out there and high expectations. And I think they're going to be met. That's, that's a good thing. Sorry, Keith. I know you're a bulldog. Yeah, guy, you know, but, I
0: love Louisiana Tech, but I truly believe Liberty is going to dominate Conference USA yeah. in probably all sports. Yeah. They're, like you said, they're top notch. I, I will not be
2: surprised if they're not a power five school. In sure. The, I would, I would agree with that. Future. And that is, I, from what we've been told, that's kind of like the five to 10 year plan is getting to a P5 conference as soon as possible. And they have the personnel there to do that. And the money. That's they, right. That's they, right.
0: They, they spend the money like an SEC school.
2: They do. They yeah. do. And they're they're a nonprofit or however you want to classify them. So any money that they make off of tuition and, and things like that, they put it back into the school. The academic, they have an on-site medical school. They have an on-site, on-site law school everything that you can think of that you want to study at Liberty is there in Lynchburg on that campus. And I believe they're either the first or second biggest college in America. Yes, that is correct. Because they have a big online presence. They have a big online presence, but on site, they're at the campus 20 to 25,000 students on campus there in Lynchburg anyway. So it's a, it's a good size campus as well. And it's funny because on the visitor section, if you ever want to go out and watch a game, just let me know on the visitor section the entire bottom row of the bowl or bottom section is the student section. And it pretty much sells out and fills up every home game. They have the entire row or section behind the visiting team is the students. And they, they have a group called the Jokers. So if you ever get on Twitter, go look for the Liberty Jokers. It's funny to follow them. They're, they're good uh, good at uh, rabble rousers, cheerleaders, whatever you want to call them. They paint themselves up and they go to all the games. Well, some good news about that. Shane and I were talking about
0: earlier in the show, how much he likes to fly in these small airplanes. So I think we're going to take <laughs> one of those prop propeller planes up there to watch a game one weekend. Mr. Shane, are you
1: going some thoughting on that?
0: Um, some thoughting.
1: My, we went over to Fort Worth <laughs> this weekend, Eric, and my buddy owns a, a plane, a four-seater, and Sam and he, they went off flying, did touch and goes. I sat at the house and was like, y'all go ahead, I'm good. However, I would get in that four seater to go to go to watch Barrett play. So um, yeah, that that might not be such a bad idea. I don't know if I don't know if you and I and two other people could ride in a plane together. Though. Probably, well, he started talking about weight. Yeah, the three of us. Luggage did it. Yeah, yeah makes no, me kind like, of- could, like can we take this on and the road? Start telling me. The plane, weight. there's a problem. Yeah, I'm I don't want to hear about uh, weight. I get on a I'll plane. will ride a bike and take a few weeks to get there or something. Uh, <laughs> sir, you're a little too heavy. You know, when they
0: ask you, like, are you too heavy to get on a couple of rides at the amusement park? You don't want to hear that when you're getting on a plane. <laughs> but, uh, everybody lies about right. the weight. You don't want right. to say, hey, what's, how do you weigh? Oh, I weigh 175. Okay, get on and come to find out the plane can't pick up your 400-pound butt over the the you know, funny story. So... Our buddy was going to, we were going
1: to New Orleans a few months back. He was going to fly from Rockwall, stop in Shreveport, pick us up and fly the rest of the way. And he said, I need to know how much you weigh and how much your wife weighs. And, of course, my wife's like, well, I'll text Kim and tell her. <laughs> and, we'll drive. And, and then I text him, and I'm like, that's not what my driver's license weight is. So I'm going to give him my real weight here. And then about two days later, he goes, man, I think the weather's going to be bad. We're probably not going to fly. And I'm like, I wonder if that had to do with my weight and the, it just uh, the nice. luggage? So yeah, just being nice.
0: Yeah, it was definitely about your
1: weight. He was probably thinking,
0: I, I'm, I'm scared to
1: fly at this point now.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. what
1: Talking about Bear, what's Bear going to study?
2: He wants to go into biology or pre-med with a pre-med focus biology. He wants to be an orthopedic surgeon. So he uh, he had an injury back in his eighth grade year football season, pretty bad elbow injury, dislocated his elbow, tore some stuff up there. And great doctor Shane Barton over at LSU, who's now it might be the dean of the school or chief of orthopedics, but fabulous guy. He worked on Tom Brady's shoulder when he was with the. He was up in Boston area was team doctor for the Patriots, the Bruins, and the Red Sox, but Barrett really got to know him pretty well, and going through that experience, and having a two-inch screw in his elbow, and playing through that, and having a second additional surgery to clean up some stuff, he 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 kind of latched onto that, and he likes that idea, and Barrett's a pretty smart kid, you know, a lot of people say football players aren't smart, but Barrett's actually pretty smart, I'll give him credit there, he's been a four-year varsity starter in, or in baseball and a four-year varsity member in football. He was on special teams as his freshman. He played cleanup duties, so, but they don't call special team starters in football. So, I mean, essentially he started for four years in football. But he's a smart kid. Carries a, carried a 4.1 GPA the whole time. Good solid ACT scores. And he wants to go be a doctor when his playing time is done. And Liberty is going to be giving him the opportunity to play as long as he wants to. Going out there, they got a great recruiting class. He's going to be uh, living with the quarterback out of Baton Rouge. Already got his roommate, and uh, he reports June the 4th. Wow. wow. June the 4th. So uh, the Newman Road Trip takes off on June the 2nd because it's going to take a couple of days to get there. We're just going to break it up. But he's excited. A little bit of nervous, I think, but he's really excited. That's where his heart is. He's a heck of a baseball player, but when you ask him, if it comes down to it, he's going to tell you football is where his heart is. And But enjoyed watching him play and just – being able to be part of that over the years you talked about when he was 7 or 8 we I guess we technically started playing flag football when he was around four or five, and then I transitioned over to tackle and up through the years. So as as a dad, being able to be on the sideline, you know, coach him up, then turn him over to the school coaches, it's it's been a blessing just to be able to be part of their lives like that. And you know, so we're we're fortunate with both of our children. You know, and Shelby's living with us. We didn't want her to worry about a place to live and keeping up with her own place during med school. I mean, that in itself is. Is something to deal with, and she's she's doing great over there. She really is. You know, last week we had the girls' basketball, a couple of girls' basketball team members on, there, and we talked to them
0: about how it was fun watching them grow from freshmen sure. to seniors with Barrett's class. We've watched them since elementary school. You you hear you you hear about them coming, you hear about them coming, and, and you see these kids running around the Parkway Stadium, which you know <laughs> that's kind of like a rite of passage after. Probably about fourth grade, you get to go hang out in the little corner with your friends or play football <laughs> underneath, and you see them grow up. And all next thing you know, here he is, a senior, fixing to head off to play football yeah. at Liberty. Yeah. It's just it's amazing to watch because, like I said, you especially being in South Posey, you see a lot of the kids grow up sure. over the years, and you everybody knows everybody, so you hear about everybody's kids and things like that. It's it's been fun to watch. Yeah, and well, I look forward to the opportunity. Just like
1: I think I said earlier, you know, this weekend I was. And Rockwall and Alabama and Mississippi State are playing, so I get to watch you know Amani, yeah, no, Sobo uh, product. You know, I hope over the next few years I get to catch some Liberty games as well. Because I tell you, one more story Hunter told me this year. He was a ball boy as an as an eighth grader. And one day he came and he said, "Dad, Bear hits people hard. <laughs> he just hits them hard." But he's such a nice guy. I said, "Well, you on, on the field you you can be the tough guy, that's you know? right, and then off the field." Yeah. You know, you don't have to be and And so he's been, I think a mentor for probably not only my son, but for others. So That's I, great to hear. I'll be Thank rooting you. for him. Anything I could do, Barrett, you just let me know. I know he did. He messaged me one day. I think I've made a joke somewhere about 318 real estate NIL deals. And he messaged me, he goes, 318 real estate, <laughs> you're really doing NIL? We're not big enough to do NIL yet, Barrett, but maybe one day we'll be able to help. <laughs> Two guys,
0: went sidewalk might be yeah, a little NIL be, deal.
1: Yeah. We might be able to make that happen, but yeah. Excited to watch him and, and really appreciate you coming on the show. Absolutely. Him, well, thanks for family. having me. This was a blast talking about being here. We do have one final thing
0: that well, Keith asked everybody. Can I, can I tell one more Barrett story? You can. You know, I, I've been a Barrett fan since, again, you know, freshman year. And, you know, when I was doing stats with football, I can't remember if it was freshman year or sophomore year. He got in against Bird and they were running that wing team. Mm-hmm. And, they were, and it pretty much you and I talked about it, it was kind of eating his lunch that yeah. day. And then I think, I guess it was the next year, he came back and had. Like 15 tackles. His tackles were unbelievable. When you and I were talking about it, that he watched the tape and learned. Sure. I'm not getting beat by that again. Sure. Because yeah. you know, and you, I remember you coming up and telling me, "Hey, he he made sure that, yeah. that was and not going they gonna happen. they
2: moved them. They moved him around a little bit, also. You know, so goes from one position and he's trying to make the reads there, and then they go a different way and then they move him to another position. And it's almost like that, that junior year, that second year, they found out where he was and we're trying to run away and he's having to pursue. And then the senior year, he, he had a great game. I mean, he, in, Three official years, I guess, as a starter, he had over 300-something 300 tackles, 330, 340-something tackles, you know, quarterfinal campaign in in their junior year where they lost to Acadiana, and 140-something tackles that year, 130, 120, 130 this past year. Usually when I was trying to figure out who was making a tackle, I always could figure number eight was coming up off the bottom of the
0: pot <laughs> sure. at some point. That, his number was going to be in there because you know as well as I do, it's hard actually, so you make those tackles it sometimes, is. especially up in the
2: press box. But I
0: always knew eight was coming up
2: well, appreciate from that. The, Yeah, from the
0: bottom of it down there.
2: Yeah, it's been a blast watching him fly around the field. And, and you know, and you talk about having the basketball girls in last week or week before last. This – 2023 class at Parkway I mean think about the yeah. athletes so, that have yeah. come through there there's some other ones that aren't necessarily an official athlete you know that cheer and then we have some academic kids that are just out of this world so it's it's great to see those type of people being produced by the South Bossier community and Parkway High School and see them go out into the world and, and make a difference yeah
1: Oh, and a lot of those we want to try to bring on. So you, you'll have to tell Barrett at some point we might conference him in from, from Liberty. Sure. and Let him tell us about yep, his first really. couple months there because I, I would love to bring Brandon Harris on. Oh, absolutely. University of Texas, you know, Terrace Marshall. I know he's been on, on Sobo Live, so he uh, got a relationship with his family. But to 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 let the people here hear about how sure. well our student-athletes are doing at the next level and then when they're, you know, into their job and their career. Right. Have Shelby come on and tell us
0: about being a doctor. Tell her wearing a white coat. Then. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and that's originally why we started this, was to talk about people as they left this area, sure, yeah, the sure. good things they have gone off and you're done. You know, and it, it, it happens. Every class has amazing
2: kids that produce well. Yeah. You know, and, it's, and you have Keandre Wucci,
1: yes, football coach at Centenary High centenary. School,
2: getting that program up and running. He's. I will say this. He came to almost every home football game that I could remember seeing him at. Talks great with the kids, gets along great. I'm excited to see what they're going to do. Yeah, we do have a few Sobo Parkway guys going to. Is it um, this year or next year? So I think this fall is kind of like a, what do they call a exhibitionary season, I guess. Sorry for all the ums and uhs, but exhibitionary season. And then it doesn't count against the kids' eligibility. Oh, really? Yeah. So everybody that plays this fall gets to go through it, kind of the program building itself up. And then next fall, the fall of 24 is their first official season. So everybody gets this season as kind of a red shirt, I guess would be the best way to say it, but it doesn't. So they can still get a red shirt the next year also. But yeah. this is a exhibition year, kind of get their feet, feet wet and kind of see how mm-hmm. things are going. But they're really excited for those guys. I'm there. looking forward to going to some of their games. Absolutely. So, you know, and Keith, you're going to buy some season tickets to that, man? Uh, I can sh- sure. Go with you. Sure. Where are you going to sit when Liberty comes to town next year? Uh, I'm going to sit in my seats. <laughs> but I, I, I'll, I'll cheer
0: for Barrett and – That'll probably be Will we you wear a Liberty shirt for him. Hey, if he gives me a Liberty Jersey or something like that, I'll, I'll wear it. Okay. All right.
2: We got that. We
0: got that. I, I'll wear, I, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to wear a Liberty awesome. jersey. Cause I mean, I, you know, like I, I wanted to have a fan so bad to pull for tech and, you know, I, we thought he was there. And yeah. So about, yeah, I'll wear I'm going to be a fan of his regardless. of where awesome. he's at, So I'm going to, I'm going to pull for him.
2: Awesome. But Appreciate you know,
0: that. we like to end, end our things with a dad joke on our desk and so sometimes we just throw it up on them and
2: dad joke, dad joke. That's kind of our, our niche. We got a real estate dad joke.
0: <laughs> oh, that's going to be good. I like that.
2: What does a house wear? I have no idea. A dress.
1: <laughs> that's, that's good. Good job. That's very good. I like that. Simple. Yeah. It
0: simple. You know, that's the best part about dad jokes are
1: simple. Yes. Good stuff. Well, Thank you all for joining us today on the sidewalk as we spoke with District 9 Mosier Parish School Board Representative Eric Newman, and he's been great for our community. I want to thank you not only for serving with me but serving for our community. It's not easy. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. uh, But I do appreciate you and appreciate you joining us today. And thank you again for joining us today for the real cool story segment of Two Guys, One Sidewalk.